Welcome to Success Talks, an exclusive podcast for our Yellow Magazine contributors. Success Talks features life-enhancing interviews with real people in professional roles and small businesses, providing our listeners tools, insights, and thought leadership to help restore life balance and redefine success. Each interview is varied and includes key lessons designed to help you focus your mind, improve productivity, and enable freedom and fulfillment. Enjoy today's episode. So welcome back to another book review with Sharon Lee. And this month we are reviewing The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Welcome, Sharon. Tell us all about this incredible book. I've been waiting an entire month for your review. I know, I know. We haven't talked in a while. (laughs) Starting to miss this, you know. (laughs) <laughs> you're getting me addicted to these 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 kinds of conversations uh, so this book um ego is the enemy uh, first i have full disclosure i really like ryan holiday um he is an excellent writer and i love i love everything that he writes i may not agree with everything that he writes but i love how his brain works and and the, the fact that he makes me think and so it's challenging and this particular book, he's talking about, uh, you know, success and failure and what ego-centered emotions do these provoke in us. Um, and and I, like I said, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says. And I, as I was rereading this, because I read it when it first came out in 2016, and thought it was great. And it's interesting because most of his, what he writes stands the test of time. But some of the stuff in this particular book, because now people are getting really tired of the hustle culture. So some of the things around success, it's not that it's harsh, but we're just, we're just over it. You know, (laughs) even though we're hustling, even though, you know, all of us who are, you know, aspiring leaders and, and entrepreneurs, yeah, we're hustling, but that pure, you know, Silicon Valley centered hustle, 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 success, success for success's sake. Yeah, we're kind of like, you know, really? And, <laughs> and, and we're questioning it, which I think is really good and very healthy. So, um, you know, it's, it's, what I would say is that the, this book is really good because it helps us be more aware on a number of different levels um, and how we feel about success and and failure and aspiration. Um, and I know that the the people who are in your community, you know, are in the leadership, you know, entrepreneurial you know, mindsets. And so it's like, how do we how do we now um, uh, reach for these things and, 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 but yet stay in balance and, and who are reading and who, so it's read it with a critical eye. I encourage everybody and ask a lot of questions. I took, I made lots of notes in the margin this time <laughs> and, and, uh, which some of them like contradict what the notes I wrote in the margins back in 2016. So that was interesting to see, um, cause I think the pandemic really shifted you know there was a big shift in in globally in how we think and how we see things um i think that's a good starting point there around success because success on a society level is -hmm. completely different you know pre uh covid to now where it's success on an individual level people are seeing um different standards for themselves so as opposed to success being about work that's the most common place for success to be measured that's society's old way of thinking the new way from what I've seen is that success is a different measure in uh, like your health uh, in things like your relationships with others with yourself it's success on um, uh, you know the uh, the bonding with your children, 
So the measure has mm-hmm. changed. And I think this exactly. is something that I talk a lot about in my coaching is that we have this model work-life balance. And mm-hmm. I totally disagree with that because it assumes they are two different entities and you have to put the same time, energy and effort. That's out mm-hmm. of balance when life mm-hmm. is then so many other categories. Exactly. Whereas now people have come to realize it's actually a life balance model and work is within life. But at any given time, you can change the importance of that for you. For example, mm-hmm. if you are a, um, a mum, a new mum, then your work uh, focus may be a lot smaller because your priority is your child now. So your whole world is all about your child and you know the safety, security that you um, provide it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean you're not successful because you're not focusing on work actually Mm -hmm. your success measure is around nurturing this child to whatever your standards are for that new uh new world that you've just entered Mm -hmm. but then in i don't know six years time you may flip that a little bit because now you've got more time energy and effort to put back into the workplace because your child is now being nurtured uh, for some of the day through the nursery or the school. So it's just flipping it around at any given time. And that's for me is where I see the success changing. So I am curious to hear your view on Ryan's um, perspective. Is he referring to the new way of success, life balance, or is it based on society's mm-hmm. level of success? Um, he's he's actually saying what yeah good question um and this is kind of one of the the bones i have to pick with with how it lands now um and it kind of i feel like it it might be false maybe you know it makes me want to reread it again and then go hmm because i feel like it's from you know a uh, uh, predominantly male viewpoint because when he's <laughs> talking about ego I mean, he is a guy, but you know, that, that, I mean, he's from California. He's out, I believe in Silicon Valley. Maybe he's out, but I know he's, he's also has a house out in the, like the middle of the country where he lives with goats and, <laughs> and, and, and on a farm, which I think is phenomenal. Cause I like reading about his stories about that, which was just great. Um, and did I mention he's a really good writer? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know, I just love, I would read everything that he reads. Um, but this one in particular, he's talking about the ego as, you know, in, this, in the beginning of the book, he says that um, we, we overestimate how good we are. And I'm like, do we? You know, do most people? Most people mm. I know are incredibly critical of themselves. Absolutely. That's my, and, my view too. But it's also, that is also ego-based because it's like, poor me, a lot of times everything happens to me. So the ego is in play, but not exactly how he's describing it. And while, yes, that there is part of that, this is the thing that I'm just like, there's something, there's something that doesn't quite jive for me. And the way he's saying, like when he says that, that we're always in one to three stages at any given moment of aspiring success or failure. Okay, to me, that's super narrow. So this is the first real bone I have to pick. And then the fact that he says we're always in one or three stages. And then I like, well, what about, you know, curiosity? Where's experimentation? Because for me, I spend a lot of time in those stages intentionally. And so there's, you know, aspiring success or failure. It's for me, there's, there needs to be other categories in there. And I think maybe people who do find themselves in only those three categories are caught in like maybe an ego um, trap. So, so I still have to do a lot of thinking about it. It would be like really cool to have a discussion group on this. Because... <laughs> well, here's my view on what I've, <laughs> yeah. I think the book is referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for people who have that high achiever spirit as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, those that, that don't have that, that level of spirit. Um, 
nothing wrong with them. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. Uh, but if we were to hone in on the type of person that he's referring to, it's those that are more burdened by their ego. The ego is within all of us, but more burdened mm -hmm. by it as opposed to they don't suffer from um, doubt or expectations. Really, the ego inflates the more successful they deem themselves to be on that measure true. of this uh, is true. on the workplace. So maybe actually it's, mm -hmm. it's just focused on a type of person and it's not to say for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is what I noticed. Um, and so it's it's but the it's it, it, almost to the point of the people who really need the book would probably never pick it up. Because <laughs> they think they've I mean? got it all figured out and they're right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, because he talks about, you know, what how how the ego derails us when we're starting something. Now, this part I do agree with um, very much that that, uh, you know, the best way to do anything that we start is to be in the mindset of the of an eternal student and now it, even i do that when i'm starting when i'm in the middle when i'm when i'm succeeding i don't go ah i've arrived uh, you know done i can stop now mm -hmm. it's i'm still an eternal student and it's like okay what do i need to learn from this phase where do i go next where i'm always aware of that now i do so I kind of agree with him to if to to stay in that, but he sort of says only speaks about that when people are starting. Whereas I think you should we should have that all the time. Um, but it's a great book because it again it makes us think in a book that doesn't necessarily ring true. And my mother taught me this: is that you know have an argument with the author. It shows that we're paying attention and that we have our own thoughts. We're not just digesting everything, you know. And, and they would yeah. welcome that too, especially Ryan, right. because he would also right. like to learn from another person's perspective. I would think you would think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's challenge and, him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love books that, that, you know, make me think deeper and differently, you know, and that challenge me and challenge my own belief system mm -hmm. and they go, well, what? Okay, I don't agree with that, but how do I feel about it? And so this is one of those books that 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 kind of you know whether you agree with something he's saying or not, and a lot of it is is so solid. Most of it is is totally solid, and I'm I'm guessing rings true with a lot of people, especially people if they're struggling, um, you know, with ego. Um, which of course is how would you know when you're struggling with your ego because it's only well, recently that's, that's kind of made me go <laughs> I wonder how my ego damages me because I am that aspiring person I will mm -hmm. get it done I will push myself I'll overstretch mm -hmm. I'm not riddled by doubts or expectations mm -hmm. so but my problem is the ego and I realized that when I was made redundant and my identity was stripped away and so I had a huge wobble and I thought well what, right. what is that you know, I'm curious mm -hmm. to, to dive into it. And I knew, okay, that's my ego, but I haven't really mm -hmm. um, understood the ego. And so if someone's listening, how would they know that it's their ego? How would you then go, oh, actually, now I'm curious to go read this book and find out? Yeah, because he advises, uh, you know, because again, since the COVID experiment, you know, how do we now frame success and failure? We were speaking of that right in the beginning. And but he advises in the book to be humble in our aspirations, gracious in our success and resilient in failure, um, which I totally agree with all of those. Mm -hmm. um, and he advises, uh, you know, higher levels of ego self-awareness, which I also agree with. Um, there's in, in different different layers of it, but to to have the discussions now, which because of COVID, I think more people are ready to have these discussions. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really on board with that. So here, I, I wanted to ask you the question: What do you think the difference is for you? How would you define it? The difference between pride and ego. Pride and ego. Oh, this is a good one. How do I? Mm. I see them being very much linked. Uh, so I had, let me tell you an experience mm -hmm. where I said it was my pride. Uh, I had 
this uh, friendship with this girl and she was yeah a good friend to me I I cannot recall her doing any wrong and I had uh, another friend and those two clashed Mm. and for whatever reason I came up with the idea of the one getting revenge on the other and it was definitely my idea I orchestrated that it was it was pure evil. So it was basically to cut the girl's hair because that girl, girl number one, let's say, girl number one had beautiful hair and she loved her hair. And so my brain went, oh, well, destroy her hair to girl number two. I was like, right, this is how you can do it. And I helped her come up with that idea. It's so evil. I was a teenager, so maybe... <laughs> <laughs> there's some level this of last hormones. week this is last week <laughs> <laughs> my nasty hormones yeah definitely went to work there uh, I still haven't worked out why I felt that way at that time and what I was doing mm-hmm. but essentially girl number two said to me no I'm not doing that no you mm-hmm. wouldn't do it so why make me do it mm-hmm. and I was like well I'll show you I'll do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like girl number one, I was friends with her. Like, why did I want to do that? But I wanted to prove myself to girl number two that I could do it because Tammy can. Tammy's cool. Tammy's hard. She can. And so I did it. I cut her hair on her birthday at her birthday party. Very smooth how I had done it. But I got caught. And she was like, what what did you do? Like, Like, she was baffled. Of course she was. I was a friend. Right, right. And it just went completely wrong for me. I deserved everything that came my way. And I lost her as a friend. And I regret that. Like, if I had one big regret, it's that moment. Wow. And it was so stupid. Mm -hmm. I was like, why did I let my pride get the better of me? So I would say Mm -hmm. that was my pride, not my ego. My ego, Mm -hmm. where I've seen my ego be um, inflated, was when I was um, being successful in my career. And I would brag about it to my friends like look at me I'm doing this and I've got this going on and I'm so Mm -hmm. cool like I was my biggest cheerleader but actually if I Mm -hmm. could be the fly on the wall listening to myself I'd say hmm she's quite arrogant she loves herself like she's too full of herself Mm -hmm. I had no Mm -hmm. um I wasn't humble at all Mm -hmm. but when I got knocked off my pedestal and I lost my identity Mm -hmm. that, that that's when I realized that was my ego that allowed me to or kept me in that place of bigging myself up so how does pride and ego I don't know I don't know the words to describe the two differences but they are two examples are very firm in my mind mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I'd say that one's pride and story number two is ego mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are really like strong stories I know I'm a bitch yeah. but here I am and I've learned my lesson I'm like oh I can be humble and you know and I can Mm -hmm. be successful without Mm -hmm. having to brag about it you know is I enjoy Mm -hmm. the process and it's within me I don't feel like I need to justify myself to people because Mm -hmm. I feel good within it's not let me tell you and uh, Mm -hmm. influence your perception of me I don't I don't care about that anymore right 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 yeah, because I, I mean, I, I also, you know, the ego, when I was younger, it's the pride of things, because, you know, I'm proud of what I do. I'm proud of what I do. I'm trying to think of one that's out of balance. Because I get the, of course, you know, when you're, when you're in your selfish, um, narcissistic, teens and 20s I mean they're you know um, can't call up one thing in particular but there's um, yeah I remember the just it's it's a bad feeling when it's kind of out of balance and um, skewed and so the but and he says he says the eternal student you know the mindset of being an eternal student counteracts the ego and I could say for a fact that is true because um, it's been so long since I've been operating in that mode that as soon as something happens and I'll, I'll catch it and, and, and 
you know, question it and look at it, look at it from different perspectives. Um, but yeah, there are, there are some, you know, teens and early twenties. <laughs> yeah, I could, I can't, like I said, I can't think of a particular instance, but the feeling mm -hmm. I could feel that, you know, I could feel that, that, you know, from at, at now it feels like shame of back then, you know, but I mean, we're all young and stupid at, you know, at some point, if anybody says they're not they're Ooh, they're denying or lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they never lived. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but there's, um, yeah. So and sometimes, like now, it's like I am proud of of what I do, and so around certain people in certain situations, I do tend to turn the volume down on that and not be as truthful about how I feel because I know it's coming across as ego um, because of how our cultures are because especially for women, you know, it's, it's not okay to be proud of what we do. And, and especially the, the um, uh, self-deprecating porn <laughs> that, that everybody's practices, um, you know, it's like, you know, I'm so bad. I'm so horrible. And it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm finding on. the words now that's helped mm -hmm. me. Pride for me is uh linked to your core values and it's your behavior and it like pulls you it leads you mm -hmm. and uh it's of service to you mm -hmm. ego is what brings you down it's like a negative energy to lock you in to what does it lock you into mm. Yeah, it's like pulling you back. It's a disservice to yourself as opposed to pride leading you. I see them as opposites mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it seems to me that the ego and ego out of balance, I'll say, um, some ego is good. Not, not all of it is bad. Um, the ego is the self, the, the and, and awareness, awareness, but when it's out of balance and unhealthy, there's a narrowed perspective and view of, you know, the me, me, me. And when it's in balance, it's from me in service of to others. Mm -hmm. That's oh, what okay. it, that's what it, I think, I think that that's. Yeah, no, that, that, that would make sense that. because mm -hmm. then. You're, you're managing your ego, mm -hmm. not being crippled by it. Because mm -hmm. that's where the humble and the aspirations. Um, yeah, I just watched this guy. Let me pull this up. This, this guy on, he was on Trevor Noah's show. Uh, and... What is his name? Uh, William McCaskill. And this guy, he's young and he's like a professor. Uh, and he, he is talking to billionaires and, you know, convincing people to give away most of their wealth. And he gives away 50% of his income. And so he's, he's because of him that Bill Gates is giving away um, as much of his income as he is. I think it's, he said 50%. I was like, what, what? And so I just found this out like an hour and a half ago. I'm like, who is this guy? You know, of course he's like a kid to me, the age that I am. I'm like, what? And, and so I couldn't look at it because I don't have time, but I'm going to be revisiting that. So I bookmarked it. But I think the younger generation really gets it there's a there's there's this you know kind of and he's talking about do, building things for the future generations it's a longer game and the the aspirations are very humble and inclusive um and how it has been in this you know during the industrial ages me 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 more 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 um and so and this guy, he's very gracious in his success, you know, and it, it's he's exactly, you know, following 
um, what Ryan is saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, the eternal student, all of it, all of it, you know, paying it wow, forward. That's what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And a great role model, you know, and, and this is the thing from this. And if we flip back to the other book that I spoke about, the Luke Burgess and the wanting, this is what the younger generation, why they really excite me is because I see a lot of great role models that, that people coming up and people older can look down and go, if they can let go of their ego <laughs> and recognize, wow, that's how we should be. You know, this is, this is who I would like to model on, you know? So it's like, I, you know, I have to say Bill Gates is, he's, you know, not, not everything is right there in that house, but the fact that that guy looks at somebody younger and says, okay, this, he's got it right. This kid's got it right. Yeah. And so there's, you know, and again, it makes me wonder how long he's been doing it. From what I can tell, it's longer than the pandemic, but I'm sure the, the pandemic um, and the awareness that everybody has gotten has probably accelerated what he's doing. I'm sure. And, uh, but I, I like how, you know, and when, when, when Ryan Holiday wrote this book, everybody was like, what, 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 you know, <laughs> talk about the ego, you know, and, and so it was really great, um, for the time that he wrote it in 2016. And we've come a long way because there's, there has been more and more discussions and, um, awareness around ego. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just mental, isn't it? That we're in 2022. Yeah. I know. That's and <laughs> in that time, so much has changed. So in the book that you said, there's three different phases. Let's go through them. So what's the first phase? Well, he talks about aspirations. Um, and he says that to kind of counteract the, um, you know, the ego, it's like starting small, small steady actions um and now this is another thing that i'm like i don't i'm not quite sure about this but he says the doing versus the being whereas now everybody talks about the power of being in the moment and so you know it's like wait what you know which, wait which is it and so but he was saying you do the work do the work do the work you just and that i understand you know it's like writers write you just write you don't have to write something perfect you just do the morning pages you mm -hmm. just do it um and it's like the you know when i'm doing artwork or when i'm developing um you know uh, a retreat or a training or something there's i could do it, most of it in my head but it comes to a point where it's like i have to get it on paper <laughs> so it's the you know you're the doing it but i do admit a lot of it is done in my head. Um, that's me personally. That I mean, that's my kind of work for the kind of thing that I'm doing. And I, I do admit that I strategize most of my stuff so that I can work in that way, um, in my preferred way of working. But like he talks about less talk, more action. Now, he's very introverted. So on one hand, I agree with him because I'm also introverted. And again, that's most of my work is internal, but there's also a huge part of me where I need to choose, I have, I have certain people in my orbit, um, in my, my support network where I say, okay, I have to talk this through. And he was saying that if you, you know, you, we get the illusion of progress if we talk too much about something and therefore we don't move it forward. And I can also say because of my personality type, sometimes that is enough for me. And I wonder, and so I have to figure out for myself, which things do I need to talk through to help develop it? And which things do I need to keep internally as the fire in the engine? And, but this is, there's a lot of awareness that, that goes into that. Um, so it's, he, and he'll say these things that you just need to do this, but I'm sure that they leave a lot of people 
if they don't have a certain level of self-awareness, they'd be like, great, but how? <laughs> so there's a lot, some of the stuff in the book is kind of just do it, just do it. And so I imagine for some people, it might be frustrating um, some of the stuff that he says, because he'd be like, well, great, I agree with it, but how? And what does it look like for me? Um, because from when my, somebody, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, but um, yeah. from my coaching experience, I work mm -hmm. with a lot of aspiring leaders, mm -hmm. and they put this big pressure on themselves to be something, mm -hmm. like to be the best YouTuber, to be mm -hmm. Elon Musk, to be something that's. Uh, in their mind, they almost want to jump to that end result. And so they get crippled right. by that. And I think maybe what he means right. by the doing. Is being something. So instead of attaching yourself mm -hmm. to like the noun, so to be the world lead leading coach, let's say, mm -hmm. to be the verb. So I am serving people to achieve their aspirations because that's what a coach would be doing and mm -hmm. I enjoy every coaching session. You know, that's the, like the process. And so then right. you're focused on the doing. So you're right. learning on the go and evolving mm -hmm. as a result. And naturally, mm -hmm. by then doing, you are becoming. Whereas if you focus on becoming the Tony Robbins, in my instance, like he was my, you know, he was my inspiration. Yeah. So if I focus on Tony Robbins, I would be so crippled mm -hmm. by where he's at and where I am. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, take that pressure off and mm -hmm. focus on the doing. Mm -hmm. Then that's encouraging. And then maybe what you're going to say is the next step is then the ego will show up in a different way at that point. Now, I see this would have been help. This would have been helpful if he had clarified that because he just said that, you know, the doing and the being. And so people will be like, well, what do you mean by that? And especially with the messages now where people are saying, you know, just, you know, pay attention to being. But what, it, you know, what that actually means now is be yourself, be authentic, because nobody was really talking about authenticity in 2006, not like they are now. Yes. Um, so the, the being something you put, you said, you, you put your finger right on it. The doing versus being something that you're not yet um, aspiring something because you're not even if you go well you can get to a certain level but you're never going to be that person you know, you, no, you know you're going to be your own version exactly exactly so it's like the doing and being yourself okay you know, so understanding being yeah. in different contexts so we've exactly. now added into the mix authenticity and then you could also mm -hmm. um say that people understand being as being present being mindful the exactly. word being is now be <laughs> is now confusing Ex uh when exactly. you put it into this context so the book exactly. needs to evolve by exactly being, what do you mean so actually um give some uh examples so people can understand yeah the, exactly. the reference there yeah. okay but that's, you know, and again, it's, it's, you know, in reading the book is like, it, there's so much great stuff in it that, that it, and so if you come up to a part where like, where you're like, well, what, wait, and as soon as you feel that little hesitation, just with pencil or, you know, start taking notes in the margins and say, well, what does that mean for me? And, and it's meant to, to you know, um, provoke thought in a, in a conversation with yourself and awareness, build the awareness. And this is why I think his books are just, you know, anything that he writes, I think is, is um, really great for that, you know? Yeah. But the, I agree, I totally agree with the, you know, the illusion of progress because sometimes, um, you know, I have, because I could see it, I could see where I'm going you know, and I'm, I'm driven, but it's in a very um, internal, it's just this, this, you know, relentless forward movement. And I can see the stepping stones, I can see where I want to be. And it's clear as day. But it's mine. 
I don't yeah, want to be like connected to else. you. It's it's your oh, absolutely. purpose. You know, you've hit the nail on the head and you feel encouraged oh, yeah. and excited because yeah. I feel the same every day. Yeah. I'm chipping yeah. away at small things. Yeah. And I'm like, progress, progress. Right. I feel so good about that because right. Right. I can see that I've taken another leap forward. Exactly. I don't need to know everything that's coming my way. Otherwise, I'd be crippled by it. It's just mm-hmm. another step. And it's exciting to get that momentum. And when you're mm-hmm. aspiring, you need the momentum mm-hmm. consistently, the positive kind. Um, and it's helpful right. when things just sideswipe you because they do. That's life. And so yeah, when that happens, yeah. it's, oh, okay, fine. Let's find the momentum again. But and- it's also student mind. And in that, in those aspects, because it's like when something happens, you're like, huh, okay, this is interesting. What do I need to be paying attention to right now? What can I learn from this that can get me farther down the track? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, um, for example, I just came out of the, this, the retreat, um, the emergent, uh, intensive retreat. Uh, and, and I just, I just, uh, I, I I had so many ideas <laughs> and so many opportunities that surfaced during that. And one thing that I'm going to be doing now, which I you know surprises me, um, is maybe leaning more towards doing a, an intensive one-on-one retreat, which then opens up more places to rent that are really cool, that are you know, that, that I can, that, you know, easier, easier to book. So it takes off certain pressure and then I can really curate the person. And then I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell everything that I'm going to be doing, but it's, it's very curated and done specifically for one person, but the price is way higher. And it's something that's like, huh, this would be fun. And I could do it more times a year than actually if I take the groups of 10, because as an introvert, it won't be as draining, but I have to be very careful who it can't just be everybody just because you want to do it. doesn't mean I'm going to spend a week with you. <laughs> you know. And so, and what I can do in the countryside with a group of 10 people is weird with one person. Um, so it needs to be, you know, so I've, I, it was just like, bang, 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 bang. All these things were falling into place because I have a student mindset and it's just like, huh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an amazing thing. So it was manifesting right in front of me. So in, it presents in, possibilities when you have the curiosity to oh, yeah. learn and follow the trend of what's needed not just for oh, you, yeah. but for the people that you're serving. Exactly. And so if we if we can stay, you know, humble in this is part of the whole thing, humble in the aspirations. Um, because I don't, you know, I might what I'm doing is so odd that I don't have any competition and I like creating my own swim lane. And you know, I, I'm very much um in agreement with Tim Ferris on that. It's like, yeah, do your own thing and create your own swim lane. And then there is no competition. Ooh, you're like this It's a little bit off track about this. But at the same time, um, Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday are really good friends. So it's like they both know this. Um, but it's something that I had always done. And then uh, Tim Ferriss was the first person I heard to explain this particular thing that I do. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do that. Okay. Um, but he was saying that if you compete with the average people and you go, you fight about it and you fight and you struggle and you struggle and struggle. And he said, no, 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 do something outrageous <laughs> and completely unpredictable. And then suddenly you're outside the frame and it's not, there's hardly any competition there. But if we keep struggling and trying to compete and be the best, then the next best thing Christ, you're chasing something that like the, 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 the chance of getting there is going to be grueling and thankless. And you're always going to be swimming in somebody else's wake. And so it's like, no, just step outside the wake. You know, skiing outside, you know, if you've ever done water skiing, you know, if you jump over the wake and you ski on the outside of it, there's a, huh, you know, you're not in the choppy water anymore. 
And uh, so that's, uh, and, and I was just like, huh, okay, that's what, that's what it is I'm doing. And so I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until I heard him describe that. And I was like, oh yeah, it is way more fun playing in that, in something that you're creating um, out, outside of the norm. Um, but this is the thing of, of um, yeah, so I'm, I'm the best in what I do. Bang, I'm already there. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that stops you. So, then you can't evolve beyond that. If you're the best at what you do, sure, that sounds like I, Oh, I raise the bar. No, no, no. I raise the bar every day. I raise the bar every day. So let people compete with me. Let people swim in my wake. Because I'm just doing what I do. I just do what I do. And so this is the thing in... Um, um, now, to some people on the outside might look at me and say, well, she doesn't have much success. And I'm like, I'm having fun. Yeah, well, fun what's you your having? measure of success? <laughs> exactly. And this is yes. the thing. If we're measuring our success on other people's models, you know, it's going to be painful. And if we're measuring our success off of our own model of success, it's going to be more fun. We're going to learn more it's it's easier to be humble in our aspirations um uh, gracious in our success and and resilient in our failure it's it's all all of it kind of comes mm -hmm. together um what's the second stage if you've gone through aspiring where do you end up it's the well that's the the kind of the do do well hmm um he said you need to focus on what's important um and it's like the keys to getting what you want is knowing what you want <laughs> so that then you can ignore everything else yes be focused yeah like blinkers be... on a horse you know yeah. where you're going yeah. everything else yeah. is just a distraction yeah yeah and so then it's just the um Hold on a second here. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing of learning, learning to delegate tasks and trust your team. Um, um, you know, in the, in the failure, finding out why you failed. And, and so you have to let go of your ego to do that. Um, and, and again, the student mindset and be humble in, in them, but resilient. And you know, so all of them, the three that keep circulating are, are the, humble in the aspirations, gracious in the success and resilient in failure. So it keeps, it keeps circling back on those. Um, and that's daily, yearly, you know, long term. Yeah. So it can come at any time. You can go through any three yeah. at any given time. Yeah. Certainly when I was at my peak success, mm -hmm. I became quite complacent. And when I reflected uh, on that period of my life, I knew that I could have done better, but I thought I had already hit my success. I was like, well, I've done it now. I'm fine. <laughs> and I felt entitled. And then I was overstretching myself. And mm -hmm. I just almost felt like I was invincible. And it's like, well, that's it. I'm here now. Mm -hmm. Come at me. Uh, mm -hmm. But that ego actually caused more suffering to me. Yeah. But it wasn't obvious until I was experiencing my failure mm -hmm. that gave me the opportunity to see things clearly and reflect I was like actually what happened in that moment I allowed my ego to keep me locked in my fixed yeah. success as opposed to it just evolves so now I talk mm -hmm. about myself as like an evolution I'm just growing I'm mm -hmm. learning I'm happy to just go mm -hmm. with the flow uh, but I do have a direction. So I'm not going with the flow of someone else's flow. Hell no. That's your flow. Exactly. Enjoy that. You know, yeah. I'll wait to you yeah. over here as I'm you know, <laughs> driving to my destination. Yeah. Um, but I still allow myself to experience changes and the universe just to give me those messages. But it wasn't always like that. I had to go from the aspiring. I had to then go into being successful, being complacent and the ego showing up then mm -hmm. to then going into my failure and then my ego doing its thing. And uh, that came so many opportunities to evolve mm -hmm. into 
uh, new territory, but I'm sure my ego is going to show up in different ways. Of course, it's going to mm-hmm. teach me something new later on as my environment and my situation changes. Exactly. And so now I'm more welcoming of that information because mm-hmm. it will just be a lesson learned rather than an actual failure. I think mm-hmm. failure is when you don't learn your lesson and then you keep repeating it, thinking <laughs> things would change. And it's like, no, 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 not, not at all. And that's painful. That is painful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I hate learning things twice or three times, you know, just rarely happens. Like, no, I learned no. Once is enough. <laughs> but the, and, and you're exactly right. He says, um, you know, success brings with it new obstacles. And so, you know, every time you we get to a next level there's just like oh this is new because we we are in a beginner's mindset there's things every time we get to the next level there's stuff that we just can't have anticipated because um, we just don't know we've never experienced it and so that is something that you know again if we stay open minded and open to that to the lessons that are coming like i've gotten success and now you know i know everything and you know could, that's that can happen that can happen and um but we 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 remain more um resilient and and adaptive if if we're and malleable and so it's like we can we can shift and kind of macgyver our way through if if we're flexible because you think of it in terms of sports if, if you don't if you're not flexible and if you haven't done your stretching and you're very rigid and fixed, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> and you can only get, you know, like you're, you know, if you're a runner, you, your times are only going to get to a certain level before you hit a plateau. Um, but you've got to take care, you know, of the body. So that, you know, the body, the mind, um, with the ego, you know, you have to keep the health of, of, you know, the, the ego. Uh, um, it's like a muscle. You know, the emotional intelligence. And this is a thing that's different now since this book was written is all this stuff out there now about emotional intelligence and and how to build the muscles that we need for emotional intelligence. So that's something that um, the people, when they read this book now, you can, you know, yeah, I definitely encourage everybody to add your thoughts in the margins of this book. It's, uh, you know, it would be curious. I'm curious, you know, what a book club with this book would look like. <laughs> and the stories that would show up. I'm sure there's loads yes. of stories yes. because to me, the ego yes. creates mm-hmm. really impactful stories. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. an, an awakening moment of your situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it hits you hard at different stages. Great yeah. stories would uh, show up in that book club. Oh, Sign me sure. up. well it's funny because it's you know again it's like the things of uh, when you're open to it opportunities and and ideas just just show up and this is what allows me to be the idea machine that I am is because it's like huh okay that would be interesting Um, I don't know anything about that I wonder what would you know that would be fun it's uh it's because like why not you know why not a book club about some of these things um especially the books that i'm looking at that that i have read a number of years ago and i'm looking back through them because we're doing this and so i'm revisiting a lot of them because i think ooh, tammy might like this book and then i read through it and i'm like oh my god this is (laughs) you know having not read it since 2016 I, I'm I'm reading it with a completely different and more evolved mindset, and so it's yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Give it another six yeah. years, and uh, your view might be different. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's all right. So, what's the way forward mm-hmm. then? If someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, mm-hmm. right, so the ego can serve me, and sometimes it's going to really cripple me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is my way forward? What can I do? So you've already mentioned awareness, being awareness, aware curious Mm -hmm. asking Mm -hmm. questions like what other things can someone do to manage their ego well it's you know again he advises us to be humble in aspirations gracious in success 
resilient and failure. And my the next question off of that is like, yeah, but how? Yeah. <laughs> and there's plenty of there's plenty of books out. Um, and and the one that that comes to mind right away is the um, to mind right away and then I can't remember what it's what the hell it's <laughs> on the tip of your tongue <laughs> I can actually um, visualize the thought disappear a po like a positive yeah positive intelligence yeah positive intelligence positive intelligence and it's about managing our emotions and they talk about the ego and the saboteurs because you hear a lot of talk about this now the saboteurs and the sages um and i went through a training but i don't necessarily know i want to get certified with it um i don't know if i need it or not um i would I, I, if i did it would be because i would want to be writing programs and then hiring coaches to to come in and do that um so i'm not really interested in in teaching that um but it's rock solid and it's a thing that overlays a lot of other practices um, and the, the wording that this guy, um, Sherzad has, um, it makes the most sense. And it's the easiest thing to understand to date, to date, um, and would pair very well with this book. Yeah. And so, um, and it helped explain why my sage muscles are as strong as they are. And it has a lot to do with how I was raised and um, my particular cocktail of neurodivergence and personality type. It's, it's all three of those uh, together. And, and, and so now I can describe why I'm not um, plagued by uh, saboteurs like most people. Um, and I didn't understand that before. And it made me sound like I was bragging when I was said, yeah, I'm not, I really don't suffer from that. And people are like, oh, come on. They thought I was, people thought I was lying. And I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. But you that. have different <laughs> demons that show up, like the ego not, would show up in different ways. Not like really. Because of, because of how I was raised and how I was, um, so my mother taught us, you know, critical thinking and questioning of self. And she talked about these things from when we were little kids. So the awareness, like I had this one woman ask me, she said, like, have you, always been this aware and i was like uh huh i'm like uh, you know <laughs> stop and think about it i'm like as far as i know i don't know any different i don't know how to be any different but and and so it's like i i feel like you would be a better coach for the ego stuff than i would because i don't suffer from it so i don't know how to explain people how to do what i do because it is very alien and my, I just literally am not attacked by saboteurs and, and by voices in my head going, Now I'm you too dumbass. curious. I'm going to have to read that book because it, <laughs> in my brain right now, I'm trying to work this out because it sounds like your ego is saying that you're already great at your awareness. But as we've discovered through book reviews, you're still learning about yourself and that's an evolution. But then I'm thinking, Absolutely. what does these saboteurs mean? I have no idea. So maybe that's- Well, the saboteur is telling people that are, you know, you're not good enough, The you should do this more, you, you, you know, um, any of the little negative voices in our heads are saboteurs. Um, there's, you know, resistance, there's, um, I should know these all, this is, this is why I'm not going <laughs> to, this is why I'm not going to be going for the certification because I can't, you know, uh, yeah, they save it for another time. I was thinking about where, um, ego shows up in me today mm -hmm. and, uh, my, one of my biggest weaknesses, because I've got a very optimistic outlook, I'm creative, I can solve problems. This is wonderful. I can be a unrealistic optimist. And so when I have my coaching sessions, I speak to my coach and say, you know, this is my weakness. So what you need to bring to the party is the realism. So mm -hmm. ask me the questions mm -hmm. to make me understand the pitfalls, because in my mind, I've got it figured out. And I've mm -hmm. proven to myself time and time again that mm -hmm. I'm right. But that can open up mm. big drops. And when I fall, I fall hard. So it's just having someone else external to me mm. 
to bring what is my limitation to the party. And so collectively, we can get to the result that I'm looking to achieve. I know that I don't have all the answers in me. And I know that there's limitations to my way of being. And that's absolutely fine. I accept it. That's the beauty mm-hmm. with people. We're all unique in many right. ways. Exactly. And so having someone um, like a sounding board, a mentor, mm-hmm. a coach, whatever it is, I think that's a really great way for people to advance themselves particularly where the ego shows up and equally where doubts or what you say saboteurs where they show up mm-hmm. that you know coaches are bloody yeah. fantastic to to move well, you brought up a good point because this is the future the future is like what do i need to work on and because the self-awareness is rising and before you would say to somebody, what do you need to work on? And they'd be like, uh, not a clue. Um, and people are more and more aware of this, especially people who are like super aspirational in leadership and, and entrepreneurial and just, just going for it, you know, hammer and tongs, as they say. Um, and the smartest thing anybody can do is get a coach or multiple coaches on different yeah. levels, you know, exactly. like a business coach. Your business coach shouldn't be your um emotional intelligence coach coach. yeah Mm -hmm. it's all of these and so this is the future is getting very specific um and curated help in in certain areas um to strip away our our you know um say the the speed bumps that that we tend to throw in our own way (laughs) as we're you know as we're bumbling along on our adventure, right? And so it's like, for me, what that looks like, I've got a a number of people in my orbit that, um, you know, because things come out of my head so damn fast that it's like I'll I'll trip over them in in trying to, you know, explain something or, or make something manifest. And so I have people in my orbit that ask me the right questions so that I have to explain it. I have to break it down and then I can get it on paper. But if I, you know, and even taking notes, it's just so slow. So we will record our conversations and then I'll do from voice to text. So then I have a hard copy. But if I have to slow down and write, I can't, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. So I have to have the right kind of person. So I have like five people that depending on what project I'm working on, I could pick which person. Because this one I talked to today, I sent her a message. I'm like, oh, oh, we have to talk because she's an artist, but she's also does some other things. But she has a particular um, uh, she's she's an artist. She's super, super creative. And this particular thing that I'm thinking of is, is, um, which I'm not going to go into detail on, (laughs) but it's like, okay, she's the one I want to talk to. She's the one I want for my sounding board. Yeah. So the thing is work of different types of people for different circumstances, for certain situations. Yeah. So that we can, we can run at speed. We can run as fast as we want and we can, yeah, we can go at our natural speed in any particular um, category that we're looking to go into. And and for example, if I had to do uh, something else, it's it's agonizingly slow and grueling. That's a different kind of coach. Mm-hmm. Different kind of coach. Then I need somebody with a lot of patience, <laughs> especially if I'm doing something linear. You know, somebody has to be super patient. And they, but everybody, one thing that had to have in common, sense of humor, sense of humor. Yeah. I can't work with somebody who doesn't have a sense of humor. So the thing is in the future, it's like, you know, picking and curating our support system um, that, you know, as say challenges our ego and, and challenges our resistance are the barriers that we put up. Um, so that we don't feel threatened and that we can allow, you know, we can, we can, um, um, we, we, what we have to do is we have to strategize and build our support system that allows us like kind of the most optimal 
especially if you know you're an aspirational leader and and we're aspiring to to do amazing things uh and and you know and hit hit the hit it out of the ballpark on a regular basis so what does that support the optimal performance like? consistent yeah. optimal performance uh, yeah, I hesitate to use those words because it makes people focus on the fact that it's a straight line when in fact it's it's up and down, up and down, up and down. So the support system needs to be such that people say, hey, I, I, you know, not that they're going to call us out on something, but that you feel safe enough that you can go, shit, man, I didn't get that right. Or this is, you know, what is your viewpoint on it? And somebody says, well, frankly, it was great. You just need to take a fucking nap and then look at it again and, <laughs> and then, you know, and then tell me what you think. What do you think? Where do you see this? How do you feel about this? Because we all have the answers inside of us. So the support system is, is finding somebody. Um, and again, my mom taught me this. So, you know, I try and help people do that um, and that's it, even with like doctors or lawyers or somebody if they're not working for you fire them you know find a better one and until you find a good fit you can trust them and then it's like a dance then it's like a dance and it's smooth and you're just you kind of hit a flow state with somebody when it's a right fit okay I'm gonna disagree with the up and down because I think you can get a consistent optimal performance, but there will be times where you have a dip and a, a like a, a peak mm -hmm. rather than up and down, up and down. That sounds. No, I don't mean awesome. manically. I don't mean manically. I don't mean in a manic way. Certain things need to be consistent. Um, but when you say, you know, a consistent thing of success, it's like, huh, the way I look at it, if it's that consistent, we're not pushing ourselves. Now, I don't mean to, <laughs> I don't mean that in a shitty way because some people are like, well, that's kind of, um, but, but um, I mean, I do take a lot of risk uh, personally and, and kind of, but I can, I can tolerate a, a very large amount of it. Is but your it's, ups and it's downs the, then dependent on how you perceive your ups and downs? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm following you now because I was thinking yes. that I have my ups and downs, but that means to me they're like quite consistent, yeah. and that's yeah. like optimal growth. Optimal. optimal so it's like maybe maybe we should talk about baselines. Yeah. Yeah. And then rather than someone who sees it as success, failure, success, failure, that's exactly. up and down. That's up so and down. That's you're exhausting. You're managing your ego to find right. to to move with those up and downs, and that's just that's just nature playing its course. Exactly. And it's, but recognizing for each of us, you know, it's never the same for each of us. It's, it's, it's a, not a one size fits all. Um, and, but it's like, where are baselines? Um, you know, it's, it's like, I can, I could tolerate, or I also think of it like a Jenga tower, um, you know, which is tall and you can pull out the pieces, but then it's very unstable. And the way I build my structure of myself, you know, my ego and, and what I'm doing and, and, and uh, my success, failure and aspirations, I have it kind of spread out so I could take a hit over here and the whole thing is not going to collapse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this is what I mean. Okay. Yeah. And and a good coaching or, or, or you know, help system around us is absolutely critical with it's that creating those stabilities in different areas yes. for you to address that at that time so then you can yeah, um, yeah. but then forward. it builds confidence and it builds confidence because you know you can handle anything when you set up a system like that and mm -hmm. and it's then it's well, the like, antidote to ego is confidence the antidote to ego is is a is a student mindset because that you have in your confidence mindset. right right but so it's not the antidote isn't confidence because some people will be like they'll that is sometimes can be ego in in you know disguise because people come across as very confident <laughs> and it's like <laughs> are they you know yeah. they'll take a hit and like, it's like real confidence bang. true confidence not the 
um, right. falsified confidence then. So confidence as in right. um, knowing that uh, it will work and having the yeah. evidence to back right. that up. Right. It's like my track record because people could look at what I do and they go, well, she doesn't do anything on a regular basis. And I'm like, I could tell you what, I'm trustworthy mm-hmm. and I keep going. I could name a number of the different things that that give me confidence to navigate, um, that it's rock solid and other things to uh, people on the outside. But I, I don't care. I know what that looks like to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with, you know, being ADD and dyslexic, and uh, it looks, it looks like why is she doing that now? Didn't she say she was going to be doing this? And I'm like, I'm still doing that, you know. Uh, but it's, you know, it doesn't look what it looks like on the outside is not what's going on on the inside. And right, so, are you ready for the big question? Yes, yes. All right. If everyone read this book, what would the world look like? Uh, first first thing is just more more awareness um um hopefully uh it would help people to to add it to their repertoire of of what they learned since 2016 and give a good perspective and and chill out about um being judgmental to self and then saying ah and asking questions of like what is the ego you know healthy ego as opposed to unhealthy ego and how does that um play out in what i'm doing but the awareness factor i think is um and every day is a good day for introspection (laughs) 